0: Welcome to Beauty Therapy, a podcast for beauty professionals. I'm your host, Kira Doyle. In our industry, we often give so much we forget to leave anything for ourselves. This is your reminder to take care of the many parts of infinite you. Join me on my quest to cultivate self-love, to become the healthiest, happiest version of you so you can be fully aligned with your work, grow your business, and frankly, kick ass. Hello, my loves. Welcome back. It's another week. Really, really, really excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for listening in. Um, I thought I would start off today's episode by pulling an angel card, uh, mostly because I'm sitting at my desk a little bit stressed out right now, and um, I could use some love and light. So I figured maybe if you're listening, maybe so could you. So let See what we get. Okay, we pulled the learning card. Learning. Life always brings you exactly what is needed for your soul's growth. Instead of resisting difficulties, try to see them from a higher perspective for what they really are an opportunity for growth and learning. When you look with awareness at the wisdom and the gift from the obstacles and challenges you face, you progress further along your path and can move on to new experiences. Here's our mantra for today. I choose to learn from my experiences and always take away a gift or a little insight to further my understanding. Life always brings me what is best for my growth. I trust in life and welcome all experiences with wisdom. So wherever you are in your day, I think we could all use a little bit of learning. I am super excited uh, to introduce you to episode number two. It feels like I was never going to get here. And I'm just really grateful to be, uh, you know, moving on to the next one. Today's episode is all about transitions. When I was in high school, there was this quote I was really obsessed with. I used to write it all over my binders. Like, I hand-painted a jewelry like this wooden jewelry box, and I wrote it on the lid of the jewelry box as well. It's a quote by Annis Nin. There came a time when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And I think that would be the theme of today's episode. It's all about when that bud gets so tight on you that you can't stand it anymore you're faced with a choice which is to stay in this pain you know this present current reliable pain i know what this pain is like i know uh what to expect from it or to shift over to um a new and different open open road right to blossom is is painful as well um and we don't know what's gonna happen but we can guarantee one thing is that it will be change. And sometimes when we get so tired of being where we are, uh, sometimes that's what it takes, right? Sometimes that's the only way that we're able to make the change. Today's guest is an absolutely, absolutely beautiful soul, Natasha. Uh, She is a fitness leader in her own right. She is just an absolute pleasure and joy to be around. She uh, was living in California at the time that we recorded this episode and was navigating a very big transition in her life. And so this episode, I won't go too much into it. She'll give you a little dive into her background as well. Um, We're actually capturing Natasha while she's mid-leap and it's very vulnerable and real and authentic and... Just so inspiring to witness the bravery it took to listen to her soul and to leap. And of course, we geek out about some fun fitness stuff. And she gives some really great fitness tips for, you know, people like yourselves on the go. Um, But mostly, I wanted to share this particular conversation with you. And I share my story too, actually, of leaving uh, the old salon I used to work at. Because it's something that comes up for all of us, no matter the industry that we work in, it's, it's something that, that comes up is that we outgrow places and sometimes something is, is the right fit for us. And then we blink and it's not anymore. And I think, you know, each thing has its own purpose, its own contract. And at a time it serves a great purpose into our, you know, our role of evolvement uh, you know, on our journey and, and making us the human being that we're meant to be. But at a certain time, for all of us, that contract runs out. And a lot of us just choose to stay. I know I chose to outstay my welcome for sure. And what's really cool about this episode is that our speaker, Natasha, she, she didn't. She chose to go. And so this episode is kind of the beautiful uh, revocations of what happens when you choose to listen to your soul anyway.
1: I like your right. Thank you.
0: Can I see? It? Yeah. It's like all the
1: colors. Each stone represents a different planet. Ooh, is it kind of like birthstoney? kind of okay yeah so it's like you're balancing the whole universe just you know
0: wow you're wearing the whole universe on your finger
1: yeah it's just a good reminder you know I
0: love that yeah yeah thank you so much for being here you're so welcome. I'm so excited I'm happy so to be here so, so Natasha we have you kind of like um it's so, it's so cool. When I was writing down some questions to ask you earlier, I was thinking about you just like flying through the air. Yeah. That's what we talked about on, for sure. on the phone. Um, can you tell everyone listening a little bit about your background?
1: So I have for the last four years been doing teacher training for a fitness company and, um, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's been really and truly one of my greatest joys. Like the first two years of it were in some ways like the best years of my life. And what that entails is me traveling around to different studios and working with people really closely and usually for a really short period of time, like oftentimes only five days Mm -hmm. and um, helping them learn how to teach, which is for a lot of people, it's like a, it's a very scary and vulnerable experience. Totally. So I got to see a lot. I got to learn a lot and like hold the space for so many people to do something they really wanted to do, but a lot of people are really afraid to do.
0: I mean, it, it's it's so terrifying. I can so relate. I've been through um, yoga teacher training, yeah, right? And I knew so much about yoga, I thought, until... I had to explain to somebody else how to do it. Right. It's crazy. It, it was probably one of the most insecure I've ever felt. And one of like the deepest journeys I ever had to do in self-worthiness. Yeah. Like, who am I?
1: Right. To tell someone else what to do. It's that is an interesting learning curve. And also it's funny how easy we forget how challenging that process is mm. because I got to work with a lot of people who are already fitness trainers in in different fields and so having to learn to do something that you think you're going to be really good at Mm -hmm. (laughs) all over again and realizing you're like oh my gosh this is like starting all over again and not being so good at it that's a totally different thing and I think that was something that I just I always had to warn people I'm like you might be the best Teacher in your community of this other format, mm. but this is completely different. And like, you just have to be okay with kind of sucking at it at first, because mm. it's gonna take time. That's like so much in
0: life, right? Yeah, like you just gotta give yourself that that minute to just be off. Like you've gotta be okay to bomb. Yeah, and then in the bombing, that's when you learn.
1: Right in the safe space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's cool. So you were doing that. F- you were teaching people how to teach for four years. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, spe- it's a special type
1: of fitness class. Right. It's very specialized. So the machine, it is very similar to a reformer in like fundamentally what it is. It's like a platform and a carriage that moves and it's attached to springs. Um, but the movements and the method behind it is very different from Pilates. Pilates uh, originally was a rehabilitative method mm. to help. W- actually, originally it was to help wounded soldiers be able to walk again. Wow! And um, it evolved to help dancers because, thankfully, we didn't have you know so many wounded soldiers coming home after yeah. <laughs> you know the great wars. But um, this method that I've been teaching is more fitness oriented, so more on getting your heart rate up, building mm. strength. Um, increasing range of motion versus it's, you know, they do similar things really, but it's just a different angle. So Pilates more rehabilitative. And then this workout was more focused on fitness.
0: Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I just forgot what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> I was looking to see if my computer was working. like, is it spinning? <laughs> is it all still working? Um, so so you've been doing this for four four years and um, yeah. a little over a little over four years. Yeah. And you recently just went through a big transition, right? Yeah.
1: Can you tell I me a little bit? Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, I, I guess it was like 2016 actually when I could, my timeline could be a little off on this, but I think it was 2016 whenever the founder of this method, he, um, he started to, focus more on getting people to work out who normally wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this has been a very exclusive workout before and it's normally for people who are kind of already in the know is Mm -hmm. usually the, the type of person who ends up finding it. And, um, so he shortened the format, um, the studio that was like the flagship or I think of it more as like the test space really. Um, the workout was only 25 minute, is only 25 minutes. It's still there. Mm. Um, and it was about just getting people in the door mm. who wouldn't normally take a class, like a group fitness class, which I think is a really worthy goal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many... I mean, it's really important to move your body, and it's very beneficial to have a teacher and to have, um, like, a group fitness experience. Mm. Like, it's really it's nice it's like a great part of anyone's who's experienced that can tell you like there's something really elevating about it Um, can be yeah Um, but for me in seeing like how that business model was gonna go and even teaching there um, it was very challenging because I like to work with people really closely and really build like close relationships with people and work deeply with people and help them really refine and for me it's not about for just I mean personally I'm Mm -hmm. not criticizing that way of thinking at all but it's about um refining Mm -hmm. and really fine-tuning your practice and developing a really close relationship with your own body and so that's what I'm more interested in so for a few years I could see where that trajectory was going and I just knew that I wasn't really gonna fit there anymore Mm -hmm. so it took me some time um (laughs) took me two years Mm -hmm. but I finally just decided you know I I can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. like I have to break away from this and I don't know what I'm doing next Mm -hmm. but I just know that this isn't going to be like the train that I can stay on
0: yeah When, how did you come to that? Like, I guess there's a couple of questions layered in here, but the first one is just like, how did you know that it wasn't for you really? Like, was it, did it, feel? did it manifest as a feeling inside of you every time you went there? Like, what what was it that?
1: I think it's a feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I first, even when I, like, I first, I was like, okay, I want to try this out. Like, I, I really believe, strongly in his vision and I think it's important. Like I think what he is in, he's doing is really important. Um, and so for a while I, I even, I mean I taught there for a little over a year and I tried to make it work but I just, I always left feeling drained. Mm. Like I most days had a headache after I taught there and like physically felt unwell, emotionally drained. Like I had to take a nap when I got home after I finished teaching there. Like it just, it, it was not, for me yeah like you're actually having like physical
0: right reactions to that that discomfort yeah yeah and so when did you decide to leave it was june of this year okay yeah so june of this year you were just like okay this is the time how how did you how did you find the bravery? Because I mean, it's one thing to know that we're uncomfortable, right? And then there's the other piece of like, I'm actually going to yeah, try to do something about it. Yeah. Where did that come from?
1: I, ca- I kind of gave myself a deadline. Okay. I just was like, okay, I'm going to, I have to do it by this time, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, like, you know, I was like checking out like what the moon is doing. Like, <laughs> I'm like kind of into like paying attention to all of that. And I'm like, okay, this would be a good time to do, to quit mm-hmm. if I'm going to quit. And I even remember like the morning that I like picked up the phone to call him and tell him I sat there and I was like, OK, just go through the whole thing. Like, what if you don't quit? Like, what is your life going to look like? And I sat there and I was just like, oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, I have to make this phone call. Like, I just have to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah
0: so you're just like, I, I can't visualize the future here. Mm-mm. and And that enough is like going to make, I'll take anything, any other, any open, any open future. Right. Right. Like almost like the unknown becomes like so intriguing when it's either that or what you already see and don't want. Right. Okay.
1: And I thankfully got a lot of signs. Like, um, normally I'd had really positive experiences. I had really good groups, you know, people always had challenges. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like ever like easy or a cakewalk or anything to do these trainings, but, overall I left feeling like I had a positive experience yeah um but like starting at the beginning of this year in every group there was always like a very challenging at least one like very challenging person mm. and each training and um I was like okay this is probably a sign like you know, whether I was consciously or subconsciously portraying that I didn't want to be there, like it was coming out mm. in some way. Yeah, yeah. And um I couldn't get over that anymore.
0: I think that happens. I feel like it's almost like the domino effect, right? But we're yeah. like we're not paying attention and so the universe <laughs> is like, Well what else can I like put like throw in that's right. like complicated and and make you feel even more uncomfortable and like how much stuff can I layer in here (laughs) before enough is enough right yeah I I had a similar experience when I first got started in the beauty industry for me it was a dream come true to like the salon that I started working at was like really high profile like very famous salon in downtown Manhattan and I was so flattered that they had given me a job right and I, in the beginning, was kind of blinded by that. Like, I work here, it's cool. There were so many things that just weren't aligned, right? And they just started getting like worse and worse. And in the end, it was about like a year and a half. But in the end, what ended up manifesting in my body for me was I have a bad knee and I've had a couple surgeries. Um, I ended up having all these knee problems again. When I went to go see my knee doctor, I needed a knee surgery. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it, but when I when I'm done I'm still going to go back, right. right? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't not go back. But here I was like on medical leave, getting some space, getting some time, and yeah. I started like I'm so much happier when I'm not there every day because it's the other thing is like you're there every day. Right. And it started like re- I started having that realization like this is better. It's better like this. And then you know A couple weeks into it, I was getting towards the end of my medical leave, and I'm like, I shouldn't go back. Then I felt guilty, like, how can I not go back? I just was here on medical leave, and you know what? I probably should go back, and I think it was this thing about, for me, it had a lot to do with worthiness, and I just didn't necessarily know if I felt worthy of something better, or if I was actually, you know, the person that, like, was not very talented, and that deserved to be treated the way I was being treated, and, right. and think you know, and think of myself the way that I, I thought they thought of me, and so I forced myself to go back. And very long story short, three days later, I fell down the stairs oh and God. I broke <laughs> my opposite foot. I can't. I should. have so, No, but. it's hilarious because it was like the universe threw me down a flight right. of stairs right. to be like, "What's going on?" I went back to work with a boot, so I had a boot and this <laughs> knee. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I and I She's physi- still not getting it, still not getting the point. And what was every time I would go to walk towards the building, I would actually physically feel like a force of energy, mm-hmm. like pushing me out. Mm-hmm. It was like four stairs, uh, four flights of stairs to walk up to the front door, and they were the hardest stairs to walk up of my life. Mm-hmm. And this is before the broken foot mm-hmm. and a knee thing, like it was just so hard to get up those stairs. And so, I would feel that force. I always ignored it. Now I'm going in with like my broken foot and my knee and, and I had to explain to clients like, Oh no, I'm choosing to be here right now because it looked like just cruel. Like why would they make this person work? Like I had a boot and a brace on the, it was was on different legs. (laughs) Right. And I was still going and I'm not brave like you. Like I I didn't give myself a deadline or anything. Like I usually do things until I physically can't do them anymore. And that's like, so the universe has to go to like all these extremes for me. Like you're really lucky that you left when you left. Because um, God knows what would have happened. Right. <laughs> but I ended up like still working there a little bit longer. And it, it turned out for me, I was trying to go to work. I just left the doctor's appointment. They told me, you're not going to be able to be in this career much longer because your knee's not healing and you know, you're five surgeries in and it doesn't look good and you have terrible arthritis and so like what do you want to do? You know, start thinking about what you want to do. Yeah. If it's not gonna be in this work. Wow. And I was like, wait a minute, like I'm not gonna have to work there anymore. That was my first relief. Not like, oh I can't be a hairdresser yeah. anymore. I was just like, I won't have to work there. I was giving them the power yeah. and, and there cause I had just letting them completely take over my mind, you know? So I wa- I went to go to the office or the, 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 um, the salon and I went down the wrong subway and you know you swipe your pass mm-hmm. and then you can't, you can't get through on the other side. It has to <laughs> wait like 15 minutes to reset. Yeah. So I can't get through and I go to talk to like, um, uh, one of the like telecoms. I don't know. I won't say teleprompter. That's not what they are. They're like attendants, right? And they're inside the glass. And she says to me, "Um, yeah, you have to wait, you know, 15 minutes. And I said, if I wait 15 minutes, like I'm going to be late for work. Can you please reset it? And she's like, I'm sorry, my machine's broken. I can't reset it for you. But I start noticing that she's like tipping her chin, like toward, you know, in the direction of like behind me where the train is coming. And I turn around and I look and somebody had walking like through this exit, the fire exit door and the door is like wide open. Uh-huh. So I could just walk through, right? So now I'm like, well, I can't walk through because she's looking at me. And if I go through, like she's going to get mad. She's going to yell. I'm going to get a ticket. So, she, But she keeps like kind of nodding her head in that direction. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do if you can't reset my ticket? Like if you please reset it, please reset it. And she's like, miss, walk through the door. <laughs> and so i i i ran like with my little boot and thing and i just like scooted through and i got on the subway before the doors closed and i i made it to work on time but as soon as i got there i stepped right off that train i forced myself up those four steps that i went down into the manager's office and i said I don't want to be here anymore because I realized that I was waiting for somebody to give me permission to leave Yeah, the same, there was a door wide open and I would not walk through it until they told me it yeah. was okay. Or until they told me like, you're good enough now. So you can leave like you've done your thing. Isn't that like, it just, Crazy. I have chills. Yeah. But the, you know, the thing is, it's like it, it's going to manifest somehow. And yeah. I hope people don't have to take it to the extreme that I did, you know, like just getting all kind. because I, right. I was still hurt for months to come right. um, from not learn, listening the first time. Right.
1: And I think that what will help people make those decisions is knowing like why you think you're on this earth. Mm. You know, if you, it's not about, like, having a job. Like, that's definitely not, like, your overall, like, why you're here. You mm-hmm. know? It's not about, for some people it might be, but it's not necessarily about, like, having this linear life of, like, okay, have a job, get married, have kids. Like, I'm from the South, so that's, like, that's Yeah, your that's the way they do right. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, it definitely wasn't about, having this job like even when I first started it I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it long term I mean it's a ton of travel um I mean and doing hair like you know that's like very physically demanding you kind of have to like at some point realize okay I'm not going to be able to do this my whole life Mm -hmm. and so I think when people know what their intention is for being here it makes it a lot easier to make those decisions and for me for sure that's what I had been really thinking about when I knew that I wanted to leave Mm -hmm. I knew why because it ultimately didn't line up with why I think that I'm here
0: yeah you know yeah that makes so I mean it makes it really easy when you can think of it like that yeah
1: just like step back but I
0: think think we do get really caught in that linear path you know at any time that we want to shake something up and, and go at it again. It's like it's terrifying because it's not the normal thing. right. Like what do your parents think about <laughs> your your choice?
1: You know, I thankfully have one parent who supports me no matter what I do. Thankfully. And in this scenario, I'm super grateful to have another parent who is so caught up, in their own stuff, mm-hmm. that they don't really care what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, either yeah. way, I don't have that pressure, thankfully. It's like almost, it's almost a blessing. It is. To like not have those expectations. Right. Because I, I, I think
0: a lot of us, we want to make our parents proud, right. right? Right. Or our grandparents or our siblings or wh- whoever. Right. And when we fall off this path that people see us on it can be so scary for everybody else and usually we're the ones that are like the most okay yeah because we know we're okay I'm actually happier now you know like I'm actually I'm actually better now I'm better not being there even though I don't know where I'm going like I feel better now than (laughs) if I was
1: there for sure and I wish you could see it too right yeah right yeah and I I mean I think also we have to recognize um that, I mean, people, they are going to live their own lives. Like, no matter what we do, you know, like, maybe they'll be upset or they'll be disappointed for a small, like, a short period of time. But at the end of the day, they're all on their own path,
0: too. Mm. It's so true. (laughs) So what had originally drawn you to
1: the fitness industry? Tell me a little bit about that. So that's a great question um originally this is this is just like weird how the universe like leads you in different ways because I, growing up I was never into fitness um like like we had PE in school and I just like I was never a good runner like I I just wasn't into it at all I actually um I used to ride horses growing up mm. and when I got to college I it was not really feasible to ride horses six days a week like they're just like I should have gone to an equestrian school because (laughs) like (laughs) I started I would drive like over an hour to go and you just get busy with class and you know having a two-hour commute to do the thing that you love it's not really can't be part of your day Mm -hmm. um so my roommates were really into yoga And I went with them one time and I was like really embarrassed (laughs) about (laughs) me and my yoga practice. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really bad. I need to work on this. And I'm the type of person, I mean, at the time it was my ego, Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, okay, I have to get good at this. So it was the summer after my freshman year. I went home and I went to the closest yoga studio to my house. And I went every single day. I was like, I don't want to be embarrassed (laughs) when I come back to school and go to class with them. And that's, and I just, it all kind of lined up. The teacher there, the studio owner there, he encouraged me to do a teacher training. He's like, even if you don't want to teach, you know, you'll learn so much about it. I was like, okay. So I did that. And then someone that I sat next to in teacher training, when we're like supposed to manifest what we do after teacher training, he's like, well, none of your, you know, three things are very concrete. He's like, I think you should just audition to teach a class. I was like, no one's ever going to let me teach, but if you want me to audition, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And I did it. And the person who I auditioned for, she's like, yeah, I think you're great. Like we'll put you on the schedule (laughs) starting next week. (laughs) So it all just kind of, um, worked out that way I wasn't ever seeking to be in the fitness industry Mm. like you know it just it was seeking you yeah yeah (laughs) it was in a weird way so what when was the move to California I came to California for school so 2009
0: okay so you, you went to college here yeah okay and then you just stayed and stayed in the fitness industry after school
1: I actually um I did stay in the fitness industry but I was doing it on the side. Um, and I sold alcohol for mm. a year. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I was graduating and, um, I went to like a job fair or something and I just got along really well with a recruiter mm-hmm. for a, um, wine and spirits company, uh, distribution company. And that's how I got my first job. It was not again, like I wasn't seeking to be in that industry. Like I just, really got along with this person, and he, I don't know, we just, we connected, and he's like, I think you would really, like, fit in well mm-hmm. at this company, and I was like, well, that sounds nice, because <laughs> I was not fitting it, by my senior year, I was, like, so over school, yeah. and ready to be um, around people who had similar interests, and I was really interested in wine, I studied abroad in Bordeaux, and so that was the connection, oh, wow. yeah, well, I'm going to Napa in a couple of days, I'll have to yeah, pick your brain on wines,
0: sure. That's, that is so incredible. So that was just another thing that kind of like lined up for you. Yeah. Do you know, I feel like I asked this to everybody, do you know your human design? I, I don't. I no. think you're probably a, a generator maybe that's meant to respond to things, that like has things come to you essentially. That kind you're of drawing. That would make sense. Drawing everything to you. And your job is simply to always check in with your gut and see how it feels and if the answer is yes or no. And it's always that simple, like yes or no. We'll have to find out after. We'll have to find out. You're going to be looking it up. I'd love to know. I love that. And so then how did you go from, you know, teaching the yoga to this particular practice?
1: So I just I tried the workout in LA and it was another thing that I was really bad at. <laughs> so so you knew you had to keep so doing I it every day. Exactly. <laughs> and it wasn't it's I really discourage people from doing it every day cuz it's really intense. So I did it 3 times a week cuz I was like, okay, this is a manageable about, mm. a manageable amount. And um and then that the studio where I was taking class, they needed teachers. They knew that I taught yoga in the past. They're like, "Do you want to do teacher training?" I was like, "I have a full time job. Like, mm. I'm really busy. I have busy. wine to sell. I have wine to sell. You know." And um, they said, "Oh well, you can just just sub. Like, just come to the training. You know, just come this weekend, try it out. And you know, I did. And then it, I was there, and I really bonded with the people who were going through the training. I was like, okay, like this seems fun. Like, I'll do it. And then it took over my life. Yeah." <laughs> yeah so this this training
0: like did you see I just started doing Pilates
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've been feeling like I'm supposed to do it forever like I kept getting a, a like a ping to do Pilates and I thought oh no like why do I keep feeling this why I can just keep going to yoga you know I'm so flexible I'm fine I'm like, so spiritual I'm fine I'm great I don't need Pilates like I don't need the machine I I actually don't do it on the machine the studio I go to doesn't have it but I kept feeling like I have to go I have to go so finally I I just one night I just like rolled over I grabbed my phone and I looked up a studio on Groupon to see if Mm -hmm. they had like a package that I could just because I know for me I'm like probably got to go do like three or four to see right and I found the studio it's called uh Balance Yoga Bar it's incredible they do yoga Pilates and bar amazing I am not in shape from yoga. I, don't, I guess I have to just derive that point home a little bit. I was in excruciating pain the entire Pilates class.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's different. Oh, I mean, you just, your body adapts to what you're used to doing, you know? Yeah. And so we constantly have to change what we're doing. And I don't think that that means we have to do 40 million different workouts. Mm. You know, I think that even say you stick with yoga, which I think there's limitations to that for sure. But even if you do doing it differently, like seeing how you can do it differently, not be, not going through your yoga practice on autopilot, doing your downward dog the same way you do it Mm -hmm. every single time, you know, like are how active are your legs when you do your downward dog? Oh, apparently not at all. Like, (laughs) you know, apparently they're just hanging out. And so that's where, like what I was saying earlier, um, I'm not super interested in, in just getting people moving Mm. because I think that it's great. I think it's important to get people moving, but I'm super interested in those like more, um, or I should say like less common questions, I am like that annoying teacher when you're doing the thing you think you're really good at. Yeah. And I'll come over to you and I'll be like, try it like this. And then you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Blew my mind. And now I'm, now I suck at it. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) as soon as you go over there, I'm going to go back to what I was doing. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's, it's kind of refreshing at the same time. Like even though it's, you feel defeated about it, you're like, okay, well I have something to work on now finally in this thing that I thought I was really good at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so, it's so true. And, but you know, I do have a lot of ego when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially the things I think I'm good at. Like, right. I just want you to let me be good at that thing because there's enough that I'm going to be terrible at. So to receive correction, um, or an adjustment, well, adjustments are a little bit different because sometimes they just feel great. Right. right. But every once in a while it's like, you know, do this. And I'm like, damn it you know like i know know you're not i know no one's judging me here but that's the one thing i thought i could do um but it is such a i have to say with the pilates and also bar um i've been doing it for about like three or four weeks and i'm noticing such a big difference in my body like it's really working me in strange places just like places i didn't even know could be worked out all that pulsing and it's such a fantastic exercise did you did you find that when you started the the fitness program you were doing like was it so transformative oh, yeah. for your body i
1: mean it was it was immediate like muscles that i didn't know existed yeah like, oh wow like this is real core strength or you know this is like this is how you engage your hamstring and like i'm a yogi too like i love yoga i've been practicing for eight years now and You know, not out of ego anymore, not because I want to impress my roommates, (laughs) but because I genuinely love it. Um, But I heard all the cues before. Like, my teachers are phenomenal, but I never truly understood them until I had been on this machine, because it's just, it's really hard to train your body to engage the correct muscles, like, just on the ground. Like, you you physically
0: almost need a machine to
1: force it's you almost like yeah. working with the spring tension it just it completely changes everything it makes I mean it doesn't give people body awareness by any means but it helps a lot
0: yeah yeah it sounds like this is something I need to do too like yeah. to actually get on a machine because right now even just on the ground in yeah. my own body it's like going through a metamorphosis yeah <laughs> like it's I'm dying all the time it's I'm getting a week off because of um being here but even this morning I went down to do yoga and I found myself pulsing a little because I was like oh I want to make sure I I keep lifting my butt you know it's like we're on it we're on a journey here I don't want to lose this um right so no I'm really I'm really inspired do you find that when you're when you're getting these types of workouts and that like what else shifts because right, it great right, there's the body response but what else is happening for you and like what is it that makes you want to go back to it all the time
1: I think there is something and I was originally drawn to like very intense like power vinyasa yoga same and that's like same. The, my, that was my first love. I
0: want hot flowing sweating yes. shaky muscles or I didn't do yoga I just like meditated and moved a little
1: and they there's something about that intensity. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally get to Shavasana, you're just like, man, I really did something today. Yeah. You know, you just feel yeah. so accomplished. And so, um, I think there's something about this, like the intensity of this workout where you're, um, you get through each exercise. It's really like a battle mm-hmm. <laughs> to get through each exercise. And by the end of like the cumulative effort of actually making it through most of the workout by the end of it you're just like i can do anything today like i made Mm. it through this and um so that's one kind of like mental benefit i think that a lot of people can connect with in terms of this workout
0: yeah i can i can completely relate i have this ab class right now (laughs) and it's 25 minutes I didn't know what you could do in 25 minutes, you know, but like the fact that I can, and I look forward to that at the end of my work day. And I say to myself, the hard thing I have to do didn't even come yet. Like I look forward to the hard thing, but I could be in a confrontation or a meeting or like a sticky situation. And I'm like, oh no, like. This isn't it. This isn't the hard thing I'm going to do today. That's coming. And it's so strange, but it's like because of this 25 minutes of torture, yeah. I have now like looked at everything else like it's not as hard, you know. That's interesting. And then even it, and then even when I go do it, of course, then after that I'm like, "Oh, it's amazing. Like yeah. I just did that." But it's like even the anticipation of it. I know it's on the calendar and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not getting involved in this bullshit. Like <laughs> I got bigger fish to fry later, my abs." <laughs> are about to slowly die. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like this is not a big deal. So I do I totally agree. It gives you that like it gives you a strength, like it your does. mental strength.
1: It really does. And you just I don't know, there's nothing like really being in your own body. Mm. You know, like fully. Like you can't think about anything else. You can't feel anything else. Like you're just like you and connecting to your body and the intensity of it really does help you get to that place if something That's is a true. little bit easy for you you can easily be thinking about okay like I want to eat this for dinner yes or, like I'm p- still pissed off about this conversation I had earlier but when you're at your edge of the whole class like even if it's 25 minutes mm-hmm. you just I don't know you really all you like can them. think <laughs> about is, is making what it you're doing just yeah. getting
0: through it and then if you you know if your brain drops off for a minute and you think anything else other than like all right, dude, you're awesome. You got this. Like, keep going, keep going. If you think anything else, you're, that's it. You physically can't hold your legs up anymore. You can't do the thing that you're doing. Like every time I find myself thinking about a work thing, like boom, my leg will drop. I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah, It's because I need to give all of my focus to like supporting myself, you know, and being there for myself. Yeah. Being active is so, it's so important. And it sounds like you've had like a pretty good journey. Like you went, you know, the eight years ago to the yoga
1: and you've never really steered off the workout wagon. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was forced off of it um, a few weeks ago, more than a few weeks ago. It's been a while now. Um, So it was after not my actual last training, but it was ironically, um, the studio where I very first started teaching this workout, I had a training there mm-hmm. and it was my second to last training. But after that I got this like awful rash and I th- at first I ignored it. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's a rash. It's cosmetic. You know, it's a little uncomfortable, but like I can still move. But, um, I saw like an herbalist and she's like, Oh, you can't sweat. And I was like, <laughs> this is a problem lady. Cause this is my life. <laughs> um but I listened to her like I stopped doing my workouts and just kind of observed how I felt through that process Mm -hmm. and it was it ended up being a little over eight weeks where I couldn't really move my body much could not sweat wow and um I mean I was like walking and stretching and stuff like that but I couldn't like yeah you couldn't go to that intensity exactly have been so used to right and um I was just observing, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people in the world <laughs> who, you know, their day starts whenever, you know, and they get in their car and they go to their job and they sit at their desk and then they come home and they eat dinner and they go to bed and they never really get themselves to that, like, intense level that I crave. Like, mm-hmm. I almost, like, need it every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um And I was like, wow, I just, like, I feel really, like, I was, like, almost depressed, you know, without it. So I do think it's super important. Um, And I I don't encourage people to do it in a harmful way. And I think that's what's so challenging about it is I'm always preaching um, to my students, to just people who ask me for workout advice. I'm like, you know, be gentle, be gentle, Mm -hmm. because there's so many messages out there that are like – there's no excuses like you know you never regret a workout (laughs) or whatever and I'm just like actually I do all the time like I always the next day I'll be like oh that was too much Mm -hmm. you know and so while I think it's really important to move I at the same time I think it's super super important to do it in a really safe and mindful way so it's it's challenging to find that balance yeah it sounds like
0: it really so much relies on every individual but, for somebody listening maybe who isn't working out right now and they're looking for something that like just feels really good for them like what what would be like a good thing to to start like
1: just to start tasting that intensity? Do you know what I'm saying I do I think that they have to it it really depends on the individual mm-hmm. I think that everyone should walk more than we do. <laughs> So I think that's a great start, and like Mm -hmm. walk outside, not on a treadmill. Um, Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? It's we're that's what we're designed to do, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I mean, I'm
0: not meant to just keep walking and walking on the same, uh, but not I remove the place that I'm in.
1: Right. And you know, and the fresh air, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, just being outside. I think it's so important to be outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's another thing that I also think is really important. So when someone's deciding like what kind of workout they want to do, um, I think they should always check in, like, is this something that my body was actually designed to do, Mm. you know? And I think everyone craves different things and everyone is different. Like some people really and truly need like very like fast, like intense, like cardio, that kind of stuff. I don't actually ever crave that. And I I did it for a while and I, I felt stronger and better in my body when I cut those things out because mm. I felt like, oh, I'm supposed to do that. yeah. But I always dreaded it and I never really felt great after anything. You know, there was no benefit. But some people love it. And so if you love it, do it. I say, my Really my recommendation to people is like if they're really not into fitness at all is like try different things and mm. like go with what you – naturally gravitate towards see how you feel like really check in how you feel are you excited to go to that class or do that workout or whatever it is and um and then just check in not only how you feel immediately after but the next day and the day after Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's such a that's such a big piece of it and I think like
0: anybody can say like I'm not looking forward to working out later right because it's like some people just it's you don't want to go exert all that energy I think as humans, we'd rather just, if we could just naturally stay comfortable. Oh, 100%. I love working out, but I like the studio I go to. I totally enjoy myself in the class and like getting lost, but the way I like the most when I leave. Yeah. That's my favorite part is walking down the stairs, not up them, you know, to take the class. It's who I am when I leave and I love that feeling but there are specific things that just feel so much better than others right like I would never do sorry if you love Zumba and it's not because I can't I just no I'm sorry it's not because I can't it's not because I wouldn't want to it's because I physically cannot follow a rhythm and it's just too embarrassing and I've tried and I just can't like I absolutely I just can't make it work it's not for you then it's not for me yeah it's so embarrassing to be a part of Zumba for me.
1: (laughs) But some people love it. Some
0: people love it and they really look forward to it because it just like, it really lights them up, you know? For me, like that thing first started as yoga, that I did it and I was like, I feel really like at home here. Mm -hmm. And I had the same experience as you. I wanted the teacher to think I knew like Sanskrit. But I had no idea, <laughs> and I was trying to like not look out. I was paying attention, like paying attention to what everybody else was doing. But that's what I did with the whole class. Yeah. Looking back, I regret that I hadn't have said it was my first class because it's so great when they know it's your first class. They can help adjust everything, mm-hmm.
1: right? And like keep an eye out for you. Um, I love new students, like yeah. I really do. And I think, I mean, not every teacher does, but I think that every teacher wants to know and maybe they get frustrated or whatever but um I think they all want to know and we'll take the extra care to take care of new students so I think I encourage everyone to say they're a new student when they come in
0: yeah and then it's a lot of like being a new student as many times as you have to to find what feels good because there are some places yeah you just like don't vibe with them it's not your thing so I guess the rule of thumb would be like if you don't like the class and then the, how you feel after mm-hmm. isn't, isn't equal or greater to right. <laughs> the, you know, the experience that you wanted to have in class, then maybe it's just not the right fit for you because the whole class should not be completely unenjoyable. Right. You should try to have as much. I mean, some people just are like, I'll never love working out, but like, there's gotta be,
1: there's gotta be a it's minute It's hard for in me there. to believe that. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I, I never worked out really or enjoyed working out like, my whole life, mm. <laughs> and then you found and now look at me. Well, so you were riding horses, which yeah. is it's, that is
0: a workout. right? I mean, for it's your physical.
1: And I, I mean, it's a it's something. It's your nothing body like can my twenty five minute ab class. <laughs> That's okay, fair, but for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, it's more. It's very like, well, actually, it really depends on what um, school of horse riding you follow. Because I always thought it was like very like leg lower body intensive, um, but I actually just took my very first dressage lesson earlier this year totally randomly when I was in the Philippines. (laughs) And um, they were like, oh, no, keep your legs really loose. And I was like, okay, this is like complete opposite. I mean, you're not supposed to like death grip the horse or anything, but you need to have strong legs to kind of... But they were like, no, like your legs should be... I can't even remember what they said. It was like... (laughs) flapping (laughs) yeah, (laughs) something crazy and I'm like okay so how are you supposed to control this thing because you need to have some control over this like huge animal
0: wow so but it is it is a workout it's physical but I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't say that it's a workout because again like your body adapts Mm. to what you get used to and so um it's not uh it's not something I would say like you could do to stay fit yeah you know, once once you have been doing it for a few years you really definitely need to do something else to keep your body healthy yeah we have to keep our bodies healthy
0: we and I think it comes down to really like taking permission giving yourself permission to put yourself first and like whatever that give yourself time to find that thing if you don't know what it is
1: yet yeah it just feels so right and like for you to do and then everything changes and I think it's smart what you said earlier about having to do it two or three or four times before you can really decide because it's always awkward you know like your first class of anything is going to be awkward but there's hopefully some moments that are enjoyable even in your first class or or if it's not in the actual class you feel so much better after um, but yeah, definitely exploring and trying different things is really important. Yeah. So now that you're, you're back to working out again, right? Right. Like Almost one there? week into it.
0: One week, one week back. Yeah. How, what are you, what are you doing? Are you back to the original?
1: Mostly, practice? mostly I'm just taking yoga classes right now. Okay. Um, just cause I can scale it back as much as I need to. It's a little hard to do, um, in the workout that I teach. um, and it feels, it just feels so good to move again. Like after having so much time off, I'm like, oh, wow. Like I remember like loving this feeling of being sore, like not like so sore that you can't walk, but just like mm-hmm. feeling like you've worked. It's such a good feeling. Such a good feeling. Like when you go to bed at night and you just know,
0: okay, I'm good. And then y- you wake up and you're like, oh, I've already done something. Like, which is my body's sore. <laughs> so like, it's that true. We can though. check that box. Right. <laughs> So often I find myself like I work at a lot of hair shows or, you know, when I used to be behind the chair and I would get really tired legs, but it wasn't uh, necessarily because I was working out my muscles as much as I was just standing, you know, right. for so long um, or my back would be sore. And I used to say, oh, I'm so sore. They, I've Like you guys, I've been in and out of like a healthy lifestyle, a very unhealthy lifestyle, like working out, not working out. It's been really hard for me to find like what really truly works for me and not necessarily because I lose motivation, but more because I put other things before me that seem more important. It's usually my work um, or family or whatever. a little easier I think when your work is in the fitness industry, but still hard. Like even when I was teaching yoga, I remember I I had one week where I taught like six classes and I went once because of the schedule. Right. It was just, I was giving it instead of taking it. Oh
1: yeah, that can happen.
0: Be real hard yeah yeah but like I've always struggled with trying to figure out how to balance that into my life and I know my old version of being sore and my old version of of feeling fatigued it I didn't feel like I wanted to wake up the next day and go work out and it's crazy that that actually is the solution like now when I'm right. at a hair show I can like be running around all day and my back doesn't hurt or I'm not as tired because right. my body is like, my it's my muscles. My right. muscles are like holding me up a little bit right. better. I look forward to like continuing to put myself first in this way and not letting other stuff get in the way because For sure. it just makes such a difference in the way everything flows. Like I feel like I even sit up, I just adjusted my back, but to show off to Natasha how <laughs> straight I'm sitting up, I was slouching. But um, but I feel like I even like can sit up straighter For sure. without it hurting me. I don't know.
1: No, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, because when we're living our lives, um, doing whatever we're doing, getting too busy to really take care of ourselves, like those holding patterns that are taking us away from self-care, they end up showing up in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so we have to swing back the other way, you know, and strengthen the things that literally hold us up. So true. Yeah. Yeah. it just Just trying to hold you up.
0: You know, that's all. My muscles are like, I'm just trying to right keep you standing up. It's really simple. You and, don't, and you don't have to kill yourself to do that. What are some ways that we can do like quick exercises?
1: You know. For that girl on the go. Not saying she's me. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm always like hesitant to tell people stuff like this because I'm like, I don't believe in shortcuts. Um, but truly, really and truly walking I'll say it again, is like one of the most important things you can do for yourself. And like, it's, it's the simple exercises. Like you don't have to get fancy, planks, mm. lunges, squats, like literally these three things are super important. And on I'm, maybe a fourth one is a pull up. I don't think it's as important as those three things, but I do think it's really important to have the upper body strength, because actually it'll help you realign the neck, shoulder, head region. Mm. And um, we all, I think most of us, hold a ton of tension there. Um, but yeah, just doing those simple things. So just planking, like what about like a minute a day? Well, that's the thing. You you start doing a minute a day. and Which by the way is hard. It is if hard. If you have it. Start with <laughs> ten, 10 seconds. Start with ten seconds. <laughs> And build yourself up. But you have to keep adapting, you know. So after a minute a day becomes easy, you've mm-hmm. got to add on 15 more seconds. After a minute 15 becomes easy, you have to add on a little more time. So, And then once the time gets to be like you don't feel like you're working your core anymore, you're just like hanging out in your shoulders, then that's when you like add variation. Mm. You know, because there is definitely like people are always, always asking me like how long – what's the maximum amount of time we can do this exercise? And we are like, oh forever. <laughs> How much time do you um, have? No. <laughs> because at a certain point, um, and it's different for everyone, that's why I, never, I will never answer that question because mm. it's different for everyone. But um, is our muscles can build the strength to hold things for a really, really long time. Um, but the joints and the connective tissues if they're super involved in whatever that exercise is, like they can't. Mm. You know? So you have to respect that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so everyone, I hope you're jumping into a plank position right now <laughs> while you listen. Um I what about a push up? Is that a good one to do if you can't
1: do a pull up? Um, it's kind of the opposite. Um, it is a good thing to do. Um I just I'd want, I'd almost want a teacher watching you when you do a push up because I, I do worry a little bit about, um, people doing like a range of motion that's not, s- like, starting with a range of motion that they're not actually capable of doing in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where my control freak comes out. <laughs> um, so I think it's good, but even even a push up, like the form, even a lunge, like I'm like, oh well, yeah, I do want people to do lunges, but I worry about the alignment um, when there's moving pieces. Yeah, you know, a static hold, I feel a little better about someone just doing that at home without anyone watching. So it. just like holding your, do it like hold your lunge. Yeah.
0: So almost like a like a warrior, or like a crescent lunge, like yeah. a crescent lunge. Yeah
1: yeah hold that and like try to make your legs as active as you can while you hold that you know instead of like sinking into it try to actually like hug in and engage Mm. you know same thing when you do a squat don't like hang out yeah (laughs) sit in like you hold the bottom of a squat But the whole time you're holding the bottom of a squat, you're actually pushing into your feet. So you're trying to lift out of the squat, even though positionally you stay at the bottom of the squat. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you're trying to get taller like from the spine. From the spine, but also from your legs, keeping Mm -hmm. your legs active. So you're not just like hanging out in the squat. Yeah. I mean, my favorite place to hang out is always
0: in the squat. It's most comfortable. But
1: but it's forcing you to work muscles that don't want to work because mm. it's like yeah of course it's still hard to hold the squat right totally. but we're going to use the muscles that are stronger and so by you know kind of doing mm. that action of pretending like you're going to stand up at any moment but positionally staying in the squat you're going to turn on muscles that you wouldn't normally work in a squat if that makes sense
0: yes it does I'm, I'm going to try it now.
1: Okay. <laughs> I've been squatting all wrong my
0: whole life <laughs> so you had um talk when we had spoken earlier you had said that you know making this transition for you um that you had some tools that you could rely on right there were some things that you were like it could have been really hard but I had some things that I could rely on to, to make it to make it happen can you share a little bit about what what was in your toolbox that made this possible
1: I think it's always really important to have a support network of people who genuinely want the best for you like even if they're not going to tell you exactly what you want them to hear what what you want to hear people who who you feel really and truly loved by and you're able to talk to them about you know what you're going through and the decisions that you're making and so I think having a support network is always was for me key like Mm -hmm. I had to (laughs) while I'm navigating these decisions like have my people that I could talk to um so I think that's one thing um I do think it's really important to have some kind of like quiet space in your day every day where you can get really clear around what you want and whether that's journaling or if it's, you know, meditation, um, whatever that is for me, it's like, it's both, mm-hmm. you know, I journal, I meditate, I, yo- you know, go to yoga whatever. I mean, I do a kind of everything to, um, be able to check in with my decisions and how I'm feeling. And, um, we have, a. am super lucky, I feel. Like, I've been given a lot of tools and have had a lot of really great teachers, and I know that that's not everyone's experience. Um, yeah, so I think I think one simple one is definitely journaling, breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't have to get fancy with it, mm-hmm. you know? You don't have to have, like, your guru tell you, like, how to do your specific breath work. Um, just paying attention to your to your breath is helpful. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Journaling is something I I don't know what I would do if I didn't journal. I, I step away from it from time to time. Yeah. As I step away from everything from time to time, um, and then I come back to, and I think, like, what was I doing? You know, like I had a couple years where I stopped journaling. Yeah. And I look back at that time, and I was – I was in a crazy place. Like I was in a crazy relationship. Um, that was so toxic and I think I didn't want to check in, you know, of then, course, you know, and that whole year of my life when I was at the salon that I was having a terrible experience, I think I wrote like three times, yeah. right? Like I didn't want to see or acknowledge what was really happening. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think it's okay to go through those times, Yeah. you know, and like not beat yourself up about it. Like, It had to happen and sometimes, you know, you have to get kicked, (laughs) like literally kicked on the stairs for some of us (laughs) to, um, to realize like, oh wow, I'm really in a bad space and or uh, not even really a bad space, just a learning space, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, so I think it's important to ebb and flow like that like if we were perfect all the time every day like life would probably be pretty boring
0: yeah even our journals would be boring yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) right another perfect day (laughs) on mother earth I'm so calm and just so great.
0: no it's so it's so true it it really does it it, that that's just such an amazing one though and it's so accessible to all of us and I feel like when you can you know make the space for it too like It's one of my best ways to connect with what I really want. And usually the more I write, the closer I get to that. Mm -hmm. So my first two pages could be about like something I ate that day or like an argument or something that's going on or a concern. But then by the time I get to like page three, I know it sounds like so much, but by the time I get to like page three, that's when like my heart is like coming through. Yeah, Yeah, and that's when it becomes really clear to me, like, what really matters to me and the space I'm really in versus the first two pages, which was just stuff coming at me from other places and, like, expectations. That's where all the shoulds live, right? Right. Anytime you say, like, I should do this or I should do that. like Should you? (laughs) Like, if you should, maybe it's not what you want. Right. And so I think a good practice for everybody would just be, like, replacing the word should with I want. Like, every time... You're about to like, I should just like, I want to do that. And then if, right. and if that is not a correct statement, <laughs> when you make that switch, then probably not, <laughs> probably not the thing you want to do. Right. Um, thank you so much for sharing those tools. I do have a question for you um, that I ask all of my guests, which is how uh, or what is your favorite way to incorporate self-love into your life?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. I should, like, have, you know... There could
0: be m- multiple ways.
1: You know, I think that it changes. So, I mean, I guess multiple ways is is a good thing. Um, but especially because in many ways, like, for the last four years, five years, really, like, I've been a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so giving all the time is um it's something that's like not only and I enjoy it you know but it's also sort of expected of me but just really being in a place of receiving Mm. you know it feels really nice so for me being able to go to a class even just where I feel 100% supported and I am not the teacher Mm -hmm. nobody knows who I am (laughs) and I can just go and do my thing and let someone else take care of me and let them lead me Mm -hmm. um that's a great feeling yeah
0: yeah such a good one yeah that's so important it is I think so many people listening can relate to that um coming from the space where we're usually the ones that are the the givers right yeah. And just like letting somebody take care of you or asking for help, even. Yeah. Accepting a compliment.
1: <laughs> I know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> these things that should be, that could be, you know, so easy. A lot of times we just, we're, we're, it's hard to switch modes, I think, from giving to receiving, you know, but um, when we can kind of make it a more seamless transition and even while we're giving realize that we're also receiving Mm. you know then we might not have to be so extreme in like doing our self-care practice you know such a good point
0: (laughs) it's such a good point and i feel like it kind of goes full circle because the more we can set ourselves up to be the best version of ourselves whether it is through working out or you know, being in the right work environment or surrounding ourselves by a good community, all of those things that might be considered selfish, right? The m- more we can kind of ha- like harness all of that and have all that in our lives, then when we're in a place of giving, we're really like, we're equipped to give. right? We're not giving from an empty well, right? And then it really can also feel like we're I- receiving. But Mm -hmm. if we're just draining ourselves, draining by giving, 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 then, like, at a certain point, you're just so far out of balance that it's not going to feel – you're not going to feel like you're receiving through it. Right.
1: It's crazy stuff. And it's simple at the same time. It's, like, really simple. Yeah. But we make it super complicated.
0: Because we're such doers.
1: (laughs) Right? I mean, like, really, if you think about it, like, everything that we need to know, we can learn from just – how the breath works like inhaling and exhaling Mm. is like you know you're constantly giving and receiving and it's just like that's something that's you like you you can't stop it like you don't have to consciously do it like as a human being not a human doing right Mm -hmm. you're breathing (laughs) (laughs) right and so when you align yourself with what you truly want to do Or what you're truly feel called to do I mean you might not always want to do it Mm -hmm. but like what you feel really truly called to do and hopefully want to do Mm -hmm. you're in that state where you're you're giving and you're receiving at the same time and then you won't feel drained
0: (laughs) right so everything we need we can learn from our breath I love that I'm gonna try to think of that often and and when I think of that I'm going to try to pay attention to breathing which is something I still struggle with all the time I think we all do how how many times I catch myself like holding my breath or I take a big deep breath and I'm like wow that felt too good because (laughs) I think I've been holding my breath for a long long time right yeah
1: yeah I think we all are to a certain extent
0: so magical to have you here and um, yeah. what's up next for you? I'm still in midair. Yeah. You so know, you're heading back to Florida I'm heading yeah? to
1: Florida. Yeah. Spend some time with family, and then, really and truly, uh, for me at this point, I kind of just have to decide, you know, not what I should do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I really want to do. And um, it's it's definitely like an interesting thought process you know because I don't know if you are you um, <laughs> are you familiar with like the story of Patagonia and North Face like the founders and how no okay so they both really believe in conserving and like helping I don't know what their correct word is but you know they're really passionate about like climate change you know and um one of them realized like the industry that they're in is so toxic mm. and so he kind of he washed his hands of it he sold the company and he used that money to buy a, bu- a bunch of land and protect it that's going to help you know filter out all the pollutants and stuff like that you know protecting this land keeping it natural how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be and the other one he, the founder of Patagonia, he's like, No, I'm going to stay in this industry, but I'm going to reform it as much as I can mm-hmm. and make it as clean as I possibly can so that people, I mean, people need clothes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so they'll still be able to, they'll be able to have a clean option. So it's, I've been thinking about kind of their two philosophies, and I don't think either one of them is wrong because mm-hmm. they both are helping just in different ways. And so it's, that's kind of where I'm at I'm like okay do I want to like wash my hands of this industry mm. do something completely different or do I want to stay in it and reform it you know or give people an- another option that I think is needed mm. so I don't know wow but that's where I'm at
0: <laughs> well I can't wait to see where you land and I think both options are beautiful. Yeah. I love the second one. Um, <laughs> not to sway you, yeah. but do number two. No, <laughs> no, I just, I think, yeah, I, I love the space. I love the space that you're giving yourself to really get grounded in that. And it's just so brave. So many of us like, you know, that moment where we're leaping between trapezes is the scariest and we just want it to be over as quickly as possible which is why people go from like one bad relationship to like another relationship or one like shitty job to like a eh, not as shitty but not correct job right yeah and you're like just flying right now and saying like I'm not gonna land until I'm sure that where I land is where I want to be. Yeah. And and the beauty of it is that you could spend all this time figuring it out and then you could go somewhere but, and it not be exact. But you know well enough what it feels like to be free. Yeah. And to not have to rely on anything to like define you. Right, And so then to take flight from there will be so easy versus just clinging from thing to thing. So... I think you are incredibly brave. Thank you. And I'm so honored that you were you know, willing to come on and talk about your journey and a little bit of like the vulnerability and then just give us some really great tools um, and some tasks like planking <laughs> and really sitting into our squats.
1: Yes. Sitting into them, but trying to get out of them. And
0: also trying to get out. That's like the game of life, right? It Sit is. in it and then you're constantly also trying to get out. But you have to stay in it. But you got to stay there. <laughs> wow
1: drop the mic right <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much for having thank me. you so
0: much where can we uh where can we find you
1: you know I'm kind of hard to find right now I know. so um we
0: might just have to keep our eyes peeled
1: yeah I think that's gonna be how it has to be for now so all right stay tuned we'll keep looking yeah thank you so much you're so welcome
0: So that wraps up our conversation with Natasha. I hope you found this episode incredibly inspiring and uh, I hope you are feeling very brave no matter where you are in your life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to see you next week for your weekly dose of therapy.